Welcome to the Digital Lactation Podcast, a place for you to feel seen, heard, and empowered along your lock journey. I'm your host and digital lactician, Jocelyn Renee. Peace, family. Welcome to another episode. I am so grateful for your presence and excited for our conversation tonight. I do want to invite you to also join the conversation. If you are watching live on YouTube in the live chat below the video, definitely as I um, ask questions to explore the log journey of our guest today, share your experience in the comments because you never know who may be reading your comment and maybe needing your experience, your words, your wisdom um, to help them through their journey. I also want to shout out Crown Elements, which is our hair care line specifically formulated for locks. Of course, the sponsor for the podcast. So if you're looking for any products for, well, not any products, some quality premium (laughs) hair care products for your locks, make sure you head over to crownelements.com. And without further ado, I would like to bring on our guests for today, Miss Deborah and Jasmine. Welcome to the podcast. Hey, Jocelyn. Hey. Hey. <laughs> I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Um, always excited for um, our conversations, but especially excited. Miss Deborah just completed our holistic lactation training program. So it's like, I need to see you again. <laughs> so, uh, ladies, I would like to first get started and ask you if you could share where you're located, how long you've had your locks, and maybe just like one word that you would use to describe your lock journey. Debra, you can go first. Okay. So um, I'm in the Windy City, the greatest city ever, Chicago. Yay. (laughs) And I have been telling people that I've been um, having locks for seven years. And the other, about a, a couple of weeks ago, pictures come up sometimes on your phone from way back when and a picture came up in 2015 and I had my babies in 2015 so wow. it's been eight years eight not years so okay yeah. you've been in it for a minute for a minute for a minute and if I could define my life journey it would be uninformative <laughs> oh I, wow I no clue what I was doing when I got in it <laughs> Like I'm sure a lot of us um, have had that experience. So um, glad that we're going to be here exploring that. Jasmine, how about you? Where are you at? So like Deborah, I'm from Chicago. Oh, Chicago Chicago (laughs) in the house. Truly, okay. And if I could give one word to describe my lock journey, I would say it was pretty, I'd say it was pretty deep. A lot of self-discovery in it. Yeah, for sure. How long have you been locking, Jasmine? I have been locked for seven years in March. Oh wow! So we're we're seven, eight. I think I'm seven. I'm seven two. Seven, seven, and eight. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> so right around the same um, like age with our lock journey. So Deborah, first with you feeling like your journey is uh, it's been uninformative. When, when did you become aware of the lack of information? Like, would you okay. just jump in? Okay, so in the beginning, um, my first couple of years, I, I thought I knew what I knew. 
So I just went along on the journey. But the pandemic, that's when I realized I didn't know anything because couldn't go get retwist, couldn't, you know, do anything. And so I didn't know what to do. My locks were all marrying and loving each other and growing wow. together. And I yep. had no idea what to do with them. I wasn't retwisting myself. So that is when I realized I really didn't know. But there was Jocelyn Renee. I found you, girl. <laughs> I think I found you probably the end of 20 or maybe 2021. And that's when I began to be really, really knowledgeable about what was going on. I, I love that you went seeking information because sometimes oh, yeah. you can just like feel like I don't know what to do and then just stay stuck. So it's good mm -hmm. that you started to explore information um, with the journey of locks like there's so much because it's so broad and then a lot of things are not standardized i'm sure you discovered in your <laughs> research experience absolutely so many different people telling you so many different things about what you should or should not be doing and i tried a lot of different things but um i there was a the best thing I found was you, really, to be honest. And I'm not just saying that, but that's real talk. Well, when I, I found you, that. I was able to really start to have the type of locks that I wanted. I love that. Um, and that that's why I started making making content, making videos. Uh, Jasmine, with your journey, right, seven years in, and you feel like there was a lot of self-discovery, where, where would you feel like you started in your journey? Like, how did you, um, what made you lock your hair? Um, I had just went natural. Well, I cut all my hair off six weeks before. No, six you months. Got I'm sorry. Before. Oh, six months before. Okay. And I, my coworkers would always be like, oh, just like, you know, just like it. And I knew they were just playing. But I was like, let me see. And I went on Pinterest and looked and it was so many just beautiful women with all these beautiful styles mm -hmm. because at first I didn't really see any people in my age range with locks like that. All of the women were like older that had locks. Oh, wow. So I was like, okay. I'm like, well, I'll just try it. I'll just do it. I, I was like, I already cut my hair off. What I got to lose. Yeah. So that, that, um, that is very inspiring. Like you, you just wanted to give it a try and try to see like what, what'll happen. And then like, this is the set of locks that you started and you've kept it ever since that, that time you put them in. Yes. And me, me and my locks, we have been through some things, but this is the <laughs> same locks. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So you said you went on Pinterest to get your inspiration um, why not Instagram or what were you saying? On, are you on Instagram? Like, I feel like when I think of photos, I don't immediately go to Pinterest, although Pinterest is like a board of photos, but mm -hmm. what, what was it about the Pinterest versus the Instagram? Um, at the time I was on Instagram, it yeah. just didn't hit me to go there. Cause I was already on Pinterest for like, um, food ideas mm -hmm. and right. stuff like that. So I just immediately went there first. Okay. 
So I would like to like get into that, like the social media, um, the ways in which social media impacts the journey, because social media for you was the catalyst to get you to start your lock journey. Deborah, do you feel like social media had an impact on you starting your journey? Pinterest. Yeah, Pinterest? definitely. Okay. Because I used to look um, up other things on Pinterest. And then I started to see, like Jasmine did, a lot of beautiful women with beautiful hairstyles and just different locks. And then I, that's also where I found you. You were under another name at that time, but that's where, I, <laughs> that's where I found uh, your podcast and your information was on Pinterest. So yeah, that was that was eye-opening for me. That, that sealed the deal for me. Mm -hmm. Just being able to see it. So that's that that um, representation matters, especially when it comes to locks. Would you say like there was any point where social media helped you overcome a challenge with your lock journey at all? Jasmine, would you say like it got you to start it? But was there anything in the journey that made you like, oh, my gosh, let me go to social media for this? Um. Yeah, it would just be finding Finding inspiration, especially for styles where you didn't need a retwist. Mm -hmm. Because, like, around you, you're constantly hearing, like, you got to keep your locks done. You know, you got to make sure, you know, you keep it neat. And it's like, sometimes you need to wash your hair and you may not be able to retwist it. And so, going on YouTube and even on Instagram and just looking up lock styles with no retwists, like that really helped. Yeah. And it's I, I, back in, back in my day, <laughs> when I feel like YouTube was just kind of getting started, there was not much out here. Like there was not a lot when it came to locks. Like if you go back and look at all the lock content from like 2006, 2009, it was nothing or they were telling you to put beeswax. So it has yes. <laughs> changed, the evolution has changed so much. But for me, I don't, I, I'm honestly somebody like, I tell you to unfollow all the pages about locks when you start your journey because of, I feel like the comparison that it puts, the seed of comparison that it puts into your mind. Do you find yourself, um, Deborah, like following lock pages or um, lock content often? I okay. did. And still, uh, until I got, you know, really started following you, but I did. And it was so confusing because, you know, different per persons would say you should do different this and I would try it and it wouldn't necessarily work out for me, you know, and then I try something else and it was like this crazy, you know, circle you going in trying to know how to actually care for your locks. And, and a lot of it, like I said, it didn't work for me. Yeah, could you think of like one one concoction or technique? Oh or yeah, that I definitely can. Well, I, I heard that we're supposed to detox our locks, right? Mm -hmm. With baking soda and uh, <laughs> I know how you feel old. about that. <laughs> I did it one time, and it was unsuccessful. I saw nothing; it didn't benefit me one bit. And I was like, I'm not going to do this because what's the purpose? You know, yeah. And then, then I found out that I didn't have the right ingredients in the first darn place. So, yeah. Yeah. Do you, yeah. When you did that detox, like what, how did your locks feel after? Like what was the impact of that trial situation? Dry. 
dry as the Sahara Desert. Dry, so dry, y'all. Please stay away from this baking soda, apple cider vinegar, and these okay. toppings. Okay, please, please, like. That's one thing I swear the internet be lying to people when it comes to these detoxes. But yep. I digress. And it, and it doesn't help when your lactician is using doing that as well. So, <laughs> okay. This is why we have the holistic lactation training program. Okay. That is, I know, that is that's one why of the I reasons. Got in it. <laughs> yes. That is one of the reasons why. Because a lot of times it's like you, if you see it so much, because I, I swear the whole internet tells you to do it. It's like, okay, if one person says do it, 20 people say do it, this must be the way to do it. And it's just like, no, I, ha I got to be the voice of reason here. We're not doing this. Um, what about you, Jasmine? Have you tried anything from the internet that was good, bad? I've tried, well, I've tried to use conditioner in my locks mm -hmm. and that went bad. I wound up with like a bad buildup especially mm -hmm. the back row mm -hmm. and it was yeah. like I I knew I wanted to get an undercut like but I wanted to wait till my hair got longer yeah and once I got that bad buildup I was like I'm just gonna get the undercut now and so I went so ahead did it on purpose yeah so I was like I'm just gonna cut these off and I'm just gonna get my undercut now and then I had issues from Get in the undercut. Oh man, can we talk about that for a second? Because that undercut experience for me was traumatizing. How was it? Yeah. How was it for you? Do you still have it? The undercut? Yes, I still have it. It started okay. out good. It was cute. I had all the little designs, the hearts for Valentine's Day and stuff. And I noticed that last row was starting to thin really mm -hmm. bad. Like yeah. I almost lost that back row. So. I had I wound up having to let it grow out, let the hair grow out, and yeah. I'm gonna try and see if I could show you. I don't know if you could see, but it's like it's thin it got and real then thin. it gets thicker. Yeah, this is where I started to like grow my hair back out to incorporate it into the lock to make it back stronger. Yeah, so undercuts. I just do them myself now. I don't go to the barber anymore. Oh, well, I mean, hey, that's what you got to do. I feel like it's not even the undercut. It is the barber. The barber and the undercut with locks. It, they just, for some reason, they don't go together. They don't. It's like they want that perfect cut. And it's like if somebody have locks, and especially if they don't have a fresh retwist, like you probably not going to be able to always get that perfect cut. Yeah. And it, and it impacts the lock so much. Um, yeah, I'm always I'm always yelling at somebody's barber like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> yes. yes. So getting back kind of into this, uh, into, into your journey. Right. Um, Jasmine, you said that you had a lot of self-discovery um, with the journey. Like what was one of the biggest um, realizations that came to you on the on the journey with locks? One of the biggest realizations I would say is, I would say one of them are people can be quite shallow. <laughs> people can be mm -hmm. very shallow. Um, it is a difference between how I was treated when I had 
shorter locks, a shorter natural, and the way I get treated now. Like, mm. it's, it's a difference. And it's, a lot of it is me having to tell myself, like, you know, basically I'm beautiful either way. Yeah. You are. And, like, could you tell us about that experience? Like, how are people, how do you perceive people viewing you or seeing you now versus when your locks were kind of synonymous with loose natural hair, essentially? Yeah. So when I first, well, when I first um, started my locks, I was single at that time. And mm. I remember... FaceTiming with someone and him just straight up being like, are you going to get extensions? Like, oh, wow. And I was like, do you know how much a good set of lock extensions cost? That's a mortgage are, right there. Yeah, I was like, are you willing to pay for that? And <laughs> it was just, and it's like now, since my hair is longer, it's like, oh, queen. Oh, you're so beautiful. Oh, all of this and this, like, I have the same face that mm, I've had. Yeah. Mm. Speak on it, for okay? 33 years. <laughs> like, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, that is, that is, um, it's, it's the lengthism. <laughs> is that what it is? Something with, yes. with it in the journey. Like, that is a thing for real. Um, yes. Mr. Never, have you had any, like, negative experiences along your life journey? Absolutely not. Oh, and, this, and, the re and the reason being is that I've always been the type of person who embraced um, my uh, my identity mm -hmm. and, and embraced who I am as a Black woman. So I, I started back in in the um, late 60s, early 70s with a natural, which was unheard of back then. Right. So, you know, people had a lot to say back then and I would just cut them off. This is my hair. I am not going to keep putting chemicals in my head because, you know, we you want me to identify with the European way of looking? No, I'm not going to do it. So people that know me, that have been around me for any length of time, they know me, they know what I represent and they know not to say, if they may have thought it, they never would say it. They ain't not going to speak on it. Uh-uh, no way. You don't have that right. I don't, I don't allow you to get to, to speak on something concerning me that you have nothing mm -hmm. to do with. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, mm -mm, no, I haven't had any negative, even at work, they knew not to say anything. Cause I went, I went from, um, a natural to real short. Like I cut my hair like almost all the way off and I wore yeah. it like that for years, you know, so I'm, I'm sure they had some wanted to say something about, you know, my hair being so short, but it's hair. It'll grow if I want it to grow. And if I want it short, that's how I'm going to wear it. You just, you know, I just didn't allow people to have that kind of say in my life. No. Where did you, where, where did you feel like, where do you feel like you, got that uh, confidence, courageous, uh, con like to have that, because I feel like, especially with the natural hair movement that's happened with the boom and people experiencing locks and the stereotypes that come with locks to have the audacity for pe the people to have the audacity to talk to you down about your hair. But I feel like a lot of times people 
have this trauma with their hair. So they're already speaking negative about themselves. But you're just like, did you do you feel like you got it as a child from your parents? From No, I, I kind of I grew up during the movement, the civil mm -hmm. rights movement. Yeah, I'm black and I'm proud. And I hung mm -hmm. on to that. Yeah. And I kept that throughout my life. I, you know, I've always embraced my culture. I'm not ashamed of my culture, you know, and whether I wear my hair short, whether I wear my hair long, I'm black and I'm beautiful. If I you don't, you, know, if you have a problem with that. That's your problem. That's it's your problem. Mine. It's mm -hmm. not. Mine. Yeah. yeah. Jasmine, do you feel like um, I, I, I'm assuming you and I were the same age. Do you feel like we have this um, like with people embracing locks right now and the natural hair movement we saw like around 2009, do you feel like we as a community or even you yourself, do you feel empowered when you started your locks and like just to, when they were really short and people were saying things like get extensions, did you feel empowered to shut them down or did, did you have to do some like self-reflection? Um, With that, I was ready to cut them off. Like, even if my, I remember one time my sister was like, I can't believe you did that to your hair. And I just kind of ignored her because I was like, I'm going to do what I want to do. Like, this mm -hmm. is what I want to do. Yeah. And now it's like, oh, your hair is so long. Oh, it's cute. Oh, you style it. But I had to have that attitude of this is what I want to do. Mm -hmm. And I mean, if you don't like it, you don't have, you know, you don't have to wear it. Yeah. Like this. And it was like, I went into it knowing it would be my journey and my journey alone. And I wasn't going to stop it for anybody. I mean, knowing, knowing your why, knowing why you started, um, definitely people tell people that's really important to start with. And then to hear you say that your sister, even your sister, people you're dating, like had things to say negative um, about you. Ms. Deborah said coworkers may try to talk to you and you're like, no, but it's like all the chatter, all the noise that comes about along the journey with locks, in addition to social media and um, mainstream media, um, having voices, like how do you, how do you stay true to yourself? Like, how do you stay on this journey and stay true to um, maintaining your natural hair, your natural locks, um, and staying confident in that? Like, how do you keep that vision? I just keep it because I just remember um, just like when I did have a perm and I would wear weave and stuff like that i remember the like shame i don't know if i want to say shame or like just the dread of like okay i took this weave out now i gotta wear my real head real hair um let me make sure it's like super together mm -hmm. it would just be like a like not feeling fully confident and, it's like an anxiety almost. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. I never want to feel that again about mm. my hair. Yeah. And it's like, that's what keeps me going. I don't have to feel that 
anxiety, that shame. It's like how I show up is me. Like this, like this is who I am. And yeah. it's just, it's what it is. And it's like, like I said, I never want to feel that shame again. That's what keeps, what keeps me going. Yeah. I, I rem and I remember that too. My roots started growing out and I'm just like, oh, I gotta, I gotta wear it like that. People gonna see my natural hair and I would, <laughs> I would be freaking out. And then it's like, oh, on the other side, it's so beautiful. It it's is. so beautiful. Yes. Deborah, we already know you blocking all the haters. Okay, for <laughs> real. Haters out there. For real. I don't care what people say Not because I believe that we each are perfectly made. Mm -hmm. Everything on us is perfect. We were intricately made, each one of us, different, but beautiful. And I don't have to look like you. You don't have to look like me. And I certainly don't have to cover up what God gave me. Mm -hmm. The curly kink, I'm not covering it up. You know what I mean? The, 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 the skin color, my skin color, my hips, none of that. God made yeah. me like this. So, yeah. Hey. I we needed to hear that. I was I yes. was just about to ask you what advice you have, but that is it. Like how 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 can how can we not um be on this journey with our natural hair and find ways to love ourselves and embrace ourselves and appreciate ourselves? Um I just feel like it comes with the territory. Whenever I see somebody um Jocelyn with locks. I make sure I tell them how beautiful their hair is because I don't know what their journey is like or what they may be hearing. Yeah. And especially young people for me, because and young women, you know, because I'm sure that, you know, they're coming out of weave or whatever they're coming out of. And I want them to know you are beautiful. Yes. Yes. I love that. Definitely have to empower the community around us. Yes. Um, Jasmine, if you could give advice to somebody that has family around them that's maybe speaking negative about their hair or they're feeling down about their hair and they're interested in starting locks, wanting to go on the journey, like what what words of advice would you give to that person? Um, I would say like, and I get, especially younger people, especially when I go to the beauty supply, they mm. always asking me about my hair. Where'd you and buy that from? <laughs> And I always just say, you know, just do it. Locks yeah. are not an end-all, be-all. Just try it. If you don't like it, you could comb it out or keep it and see. Just see what happens. You, you never know. You never know. And it's no wonder about, you know, how I'm going to look or whatever. Like, I like to always say you have the same face regardless. You know, and if your family is not liking it or they have something to say, just simply ignore them. And please believe when you come through with and you got your free, your retwist or you got your rod set going or whatever, then they're going to be like, oh, that look nice. That really? Look How you nice. do that? Right. Yes. 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 You're so you're it's so true. It's so true. All. All of the women that I have had the honor of serving in my chair that started the journey with family members telling them, why would you do that? Why, why would you lock your hair? People can thinking like, um, why would I get locks before my wedding? They have all started their locks in spite of the negativity 
And every single one of them, their family is like, oh my gosh, I love your hair. Ooh, I want to get locks now. So it's just like, you're so right. You, you and Ms. Deborah are so right. Just go for it. Block out what everyone else has to say. Learn, be, begin to fall in love with yourself and your hair. Yes. 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 Well, I thank you both so much for sharing your experience and your wisdom on this podcast episode. I'm, I know that somebody needed to hear exactly what you had to um, share today. Is there any way that they can connect with you beyond the episode? Are you on social media at all? I'm on Facebook. You're on Facebook? Okay. Yeah, Deborah Cunningham on Facebook. Yeah. Okay, you can find Miss Deborah on, on Facebook. Yeah, I'd be glad to encourage anybody. Yeah. Um, I'm on Instagram. Um Shante S-H-O-N-T-A underscore sweetie S-W-E-E-T-I-E. -E. I don't post often, but I probably need to start posting more often. To to show show your beautiful face, show your yes. journey with the world. Absolutely, um, like yes. you all both started the journey with that inspiration from social media. So we both yes. we all know representation matters. So every now and then, just snap a little picture, a little life check. Let us know how it's yes. going. Okay. Yes. <laughs> all right. Thank you so much for joining me tonight. Truly thank appreciate you. For having you. Me. Of course. And with that. Thank you all for joining me on another episode of the Digital Lactation Podcast. Truly hope this was an episode that inspired you to continue on your journey or maybe to dive in and jump into the lock journey. It is so worth it. And if there's one thing that I learned from tonight is that you just got to block the haters out, okay? Just tunnel vision, enjoy your journey, enjoy your experience. And as always, I am wishing you peace love and good vibes. Next Thursday, 8 p.m., we have another amazing episode. Of course, you can head over to crownelements.com to grab your hair care products and enter the code DLP at checkout to get a little treat from me to you. Peace.